Who is Christopher Nolan? What is Christopher Nolan? How is Christopher Nolan? And when is Christopher Nolan? That's the most important. We're also going to talk about the oligarchs of YouTube. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. your hosts Josh and Joe I'm just gonna eat this yogurt (laughs) thinking about this ASMR thing we've talked about multiple times I can hear I don't know if anybody's done ASMR with yogurt before how do you think that would turn out awful (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I think maybe somebody would really like it but I would I'm not really into that after all the times of making fun of ASMR or even doing it on this podcast, um, I think it would be weird. I think most ASMR things are weird. That's why I did the boyfriend ASMR thing because it was hilarious. <laughs> and weird. Also I got, weird. I got, I got you this yogurt. Yeah. Oh boy. But, but I bought it for, for, for at Target. You don't, you don't like Target. You, you like. No, I'm a Walmart guy. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard of those like famous first dates? You uh, get Chinese and then go to Walmart. Famous first date? I've never heard this before. Tell me. It's like a redneck date where you get your truck, you drive, pick up your loved one, beloved, and then hang out in the Walmart parking lot. (laughs) Get Chinese. I've heard that white uh, that that Walmart is white trash Mordor. <laughs> Accurate. Have you heard the wa- Walmart bingo? No, what's that? It's good. It's a game that you play with bingo, and it's just like most random things on it. You pull it up sometime, and we can. We can oh, let me it. take a look at this. So, yeah, Walmart, Walmart bingo. bingo. It has like a box of like a bunch of random stuff. Oh, look at this. Okay, so women wearing women pajamas. wearing pajamas. Kid riding person, bike. <laughs> person buying the the beer and diapers. Man sporting a rat tail. Always a plus. Pregnant girl with tramps. <laughs> <laughs> wolf boy. Body odor. What does wolf boy mean? It's the hairy kid. Hairy know. kid. Okay. Okay. Mm. Body odor. Well, that's just a given there. Uh, mm. Homeless person acting as a greeter. Ouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> white white girl with three plus multiracial kids. Okay, man with vomit. <laughs> man with vomit on his shirt. Mm-hmm. And last one, person with an eye patch. Though I have never seen this, so I'm sure they have multiple of these. That's really interesting. How I've are you probably a- seen half of that list? How are you able to play Walmart Bingo? Are you just like supposed to carry it and then just put your bingo yeah? Chip? You just carry. It. <laughs> you can check it off or you know fill it in while you're trying to buy all all of those half priced items. Yeah, poorly priced. I think everything I've ever gotten from Walmart immediately broke as soon as I took it home. You know, because that was the thing. Like, it's just cheap garbage. Yeah. That's why it's so cheap because everything is not good. I got one of those like what are they called pop. Um, you put it on the back of your phone mm-hmm. and then you stick it on. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Kardashian, the... you know the pop magnets or whatever. Where you yeah stick to them. to prop up your phone. Yeah, yeah. So I got one. 
and I it immediately broke. <laughs> I, I, got, I took it out of the package, I stuck it on the thing, and I stuck put it on, and then it just broke in half. <laughs> I just wasted like you know eleven seventy three for this. Like, <laughs> good stuff. Well, anyways, well, I, I, <laughs> what are you gonna say? I was just gonna say the. It's all from China, correct? Sweatshops that you know they force children to. Yeah, it's like. It's When's the last time you went to Walmart? Well, When's the last time? time you went? Oh man, it's been a while. I have to admit, probably. I went on a trip. Let me think. It might have been for my brother's bachelor party. Because I went to Walmart around then. Because that's I when I got that thing. The, the thing? phone thing. You know the thing? The thing. I think that was the last time. So probably two, three years ago. Mine was probably like nine months ago. But I, I, I clearly was not aware of right. what was happening. There's not really a lot of Walmarts where I am. No. For obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways. anyways, how you doing, Joe? I'm doing, you know. Did you have, did you have a good, uh, some, good week? Sometimes you just got to do just got to do sometimes you got to think and then sometimes you just got to do just start doing stuff mm, nice and just, you know uh, what we're doing you know what we're doing right now we're we're, we're doing stuff make her beautiful <laughs> jordan peters <laughs> now clean up your room i uh, i actually did clean up my closet again very good i have a lot more stuff not junk just more stuff right. that i just need to keep more organized and now i can finally walk in it because it's like a walk-in closet it's a pretty big one but it felt so good to do that yesterday nice yeah i cleaned my office and my closet that i've recorded in a few times i cleaned mm-hmm. that all out which is good it was in bad badly needed folder. i watched this youtube video okay um yesterday while i was actually doing this and it was called what to do when you lose your job i am not unemployed you are not unemployed, but I thought, wow, what a great title. I'm going to watch this or just listen to it. And it, it actually said, when your life is in the crapper, you should at first clean, clean up your room. It wasn't Jordan Peterson at all. It's just do that just so you have a sense of productivity and that you don't um, stay in the squalor. Right. Now, that's something I'm realizing about us and of humanity of myself. It's good to be active it's going to be busy it's going to do things it's Mm -hmm. going to be productive not just like aimlessly yeah productive but and there's obviously a a balance to everything but i always find i have much better days if i'm doing some kind of work Mm -hmm. and so like the worst days that i can think of are days when i have nothing on my schedule and i'm just chilling doing nothing like those Mm -hmm. days are rough Mm -hmm. it's not it's good to rest it's good to recharge Mm -hmm. the batteries but I always find that um, I'm much happier when I'm getting things done. Yeah. Which is weird because when you when I'm doing things, the only thing I want to do is to not do things. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm not doing things, all I want to do is to do things. So it's like, I think we like place? those. Tra- we like those. Uh, if I'm saying this right, I think this is at least for me. We like those transitionary periods where there mm-hmm. is nothing on our schedule and nothing that we can go to. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah, and then I guess that's the appreciation of. And you're constantly going to chase that. You're, we're always going to chase yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's what life is, right? It's just productivity and the rest and productivity and the rest. And... It's time for Happy Crappy. 
You want to just slide into them happy crappies? Slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> have Have you slid in anyone's DMs yet today, Josh? Not today, no. <laughs> can't say, I can't say so. How do you not know, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How? So oh man, like that statement in itself. Like, who would actually is... who would actually be picked up by women uh, if yeah. like a random guy? texting a Just girl that they had never texting. met no, they had never met them how how like successful do you expect does not be? work unless she's like really desperate or he's oh yeah unless she's like really desperate which is a shame if that's the case but. and you don't want that type of person nope nope, nope. nobody nope okay you gotta be face to face fellas man up do what's right just ask her out she will respect you she'll love you if you, just you have like, to, Yo. you have to, you have to build up a rapport. Yeah, know? yeah, you have to get to know them. It's always good to be friends first, and to be like, listen, girl, I really like you, I appreciate you. Why don't we like take this to the next level? Why don't we go on a date? You know, don't see a movie, go to dinner, and sit facing the wall. You're looking at the wall, so that she gets your full on attention. Don't go need no TVs, nothing. Just like, wait, hold on a second. Do you? I thought you were saying that they both sit next to each other. No, 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 no. So. You're sitting at a table, you know, here, here's the table, and then Chica and Chico, and the wall is to the back of Chica, so huh. that you're focused. Interesting. Right? So, so like right now, the way you look at me, like there's a wall behind me. Like this yep. is how you should sit at a restaurant, mm -hmm. trying to woo the lady, because she'll appreciate it, because she'll think, hey, this guy really likes me, and so he's going to put all this attention on me instead of like looking around the room and seeing these other like people over here and looking, like, like no, you're focused. Okay, I'm gonna play devil's <laughs> dating I'm, advice. I'm, I'm, dating I'm gonna, advice. I'm gonna play devil's advocate because any every <laughs> every person will say this. I don't do this, but other people I've seen do this. They sit next to each other because if they're facing towards each other, some weirdo is gonna say the girl's gonna think it's confrontational. <laughs> No, there's no way. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard. I have, I have, and it Seriously? is the, it is some Twilight Zone stuff, dude. No, that's just stupid. If somebody <laughs> thinks that, then they're not dating. <laughs> so this, this, this is the thing. Yeah, women appreciate being loved and having attention. Aww. And when your attention is on them in a good, not creepy, weird way, just to say I respect you and I'm and I'm gonna be attentive to you, they like that. Can can I? Uh... Can, oh, I so, can, I, can I, can I, right. <laughs> can I tell ahead, you something? Can I tell you something else? <laughs> something else that I do. I agree 100% with you. But sometimes, I don't know if this is intentional or not, I have kind of a lazy right eye. So I kind of drift off like. And <laughs> you have a lazy right eye? Sometimes it's intentional. I don't know. Um, I'm going to keep, like... I'm going to keep up the mystery, but I kind of look off and just when i'm eating to like see what other people are doing well, there's nothing wrong with that i'm not saying you just need to like stare into her eyes the entire time i'm not saying that you just that's just it's just it's a nice gesture you know that's what i think and i've read books that have said this is this is a good idea so read books what what type of books it's please let the, the listeners the, know it's called the dating blueprint it's for, written specifically for men i only read it because i wanted to teach it to my high school guys hmm. so i i did that and they really appreciate it. It's actually a really good book. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's called The Dating Blueprint by Jason Ebert. Hmm. If you're interested, all the guy listeners out there to like the juicy deets of proper etiquette in, in dating. Not that type of juicy. Right. 
Exactly. Exactly. We're keeping it clean. It's good stuff. And I, I will say I did learn things. And through that learning, I used it on my already wife and she appreciated it. Cause obviously you still date your wife, even after you're married. Yep. It's important to, if you don't, D- then it's bad. Date with intention. Yeah. Anyway. So miss date with, night. Don't miss, don't miss date night. Yeah. Don't once miss, a week, once, once a week. week, Saturday night, baby, there you go. Whether even if, if, if it's just home with a glass of wine counts. Good. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, that this was great. Yeah. Anyway, let's start off with a happy. Let's let's just let's just get into it. Let's just slide into them DMs, boys. Here we go again, I boys. The, the, good, the good happy. Hey, do you want me to go? Yes, I would love okay. to. Okay. So I have a lot of happies. Okay. I, was, I had a really good week, Joseph. Work was good. I just took my classes outside. We just played kickball and ultimate frisbee. I was active. I weighed myself. I've been losing weight because I've been healthy. Mm. I um, see what else. I watched a movie last night with Father Sean. We had a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago, which episode 10. Episode 10. Yep. Check it out. And what else? I had some chicken wings on Friday night. And then Chick-fil-A. Mm. And then I'm a lot of family time. Uh, so I have a lot of happies. And honestly... I was thinking about this. I'll, I'll just go ahead and go with the crappy. I don't have any crappies either. I was trying to like, I was like trying to think of a crappy that I had. What a rare thing. I know. No crappies, man. This was a, just a really good week. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Hmm. On to you. Isn't it so interesting that we usually think of the crappies first, but you have all happies today. Like, I don't want that to be a rare thing. I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's a continuous trend, but. Yeah. It's always good to be. An optimist. No, I know a lot of people have that personality that are pessimists, mm-hmm. but it's good to look on the bright side. Well, on that note, I'll go into my happy first. Sure. So, um, I was speaking to my boss, and I actually got an extra summer position while uh, while things are out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, job for the summer, I'll be working um with kids in summer school which will be fantastic get some get some extra cash on the side Mm -hmm. um not sure what to do with that extra cash on the side but um we shall see because i I do get the 26 pay periods anyway so i'm going to be getting those regular paychecks anyway so i don't know what's going to happen but Mm. it's only going to be good things um now into the crappy um remember when i was telling you last week about like all that uh, that heat wave we were getting mm-hmm. and supposedly we might still be in mm-hmm. but um, my AC I think it was broken it was blowing out air just regular air not hot air not cold air just air I was like huh this is weird maybe I just have to let it just like blow like just, just run just run and then the cold air will go no it didn't stop it went from like 85 to 90 right after turning that on and i'm like this is ridiculous so i just opened up all the uh all the windows and i eventually just contacted my landlord and right after doing that when i got home like the ac was on because they turned it on for me just to get it cooler and it worked it was probably just some flip flick of a switch right wow that's crazy so was it like a window unit or is it like the central air i think it's central yeah Oh, nice. Yeah. So those, those machines can be really confusing to figure out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he would have control of the AC. But I control, I, I actually think I control the one in my unit. Okay. 
so it might be when i'm not an expert maybe help too with it yeah mm-hmm. very cool that's that's uh well that's not cool but i'm glad you figured it out no it actually wasn't a terrible thing i feel mm-hmm. so much more comfortable and at peace in here because uh keep it a solid 72 mm-hmm. See, i don't I'm, know if that's too hot I'm, for you <laughs> i'm like a 67 kind of guy no, I would do well, maybe like 71 in the whole house because it's, it's hard to cool down a whole house to like 67. But my bedroom is usually like 65 because I read, well, I didn't read. I listened to a TED talk that said the prime optimal sleeping temperature is 65 degrees. I've been so, doing and because what it does is, my it, life. is it cools down your body to the point where your body's like, okay, it's time to sleep now because naturally it's harder to sleep in heat. Now, I know obviously everyone's different. Everyone has different temperature likings and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But if it's like really hot in a room, it's really difficult for the body to calm down and to relax and fall into a good... What if you take a shower before, a nice hot shower beforehand? Then That's what calms me down. Then it's nice. Yeah, it's cooling. Because then I, can, I condition my body to do that. I've been doing the, that. The, the air is cooler when you come out. It cools you down. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You make sense. Yeah. yeah. There is that. So imagine this. You take a hot shower and then you go into a 65 degree room. That's my life. And then I fall asleep like a baby. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. Today is June 16th, 2021. Um, We are going back to June 16th, 1858. So in Springfield, Illinois, um, we have Abraham Lincoln, or from episode two, I think, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham, wow, that was a long time ago. I know, crazy. Uh, Abraham Lincoln accepted. That's a good one. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Hit the bell icon. It does some things. Whoa. So Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. So honest, Abra- honest Abraham babe. Lincoln. Honest babe. Slide in babes DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were here. I'd high five you right now. <laughs> and then the yeah, the, the air horn. You know I'm doing that. All right. So Abraham Lincoln accepted the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for U.S. Senate. So not president. This is 1858, not 1860. Uh, so Abe Lincoln said the slavery issue had to be resolved. Of course, that was his. One of the things, one of the things he was mostly remembered for. So he declared on this day in his speech, "A house divided ex- against itself cannot stand." One of the most memorable quotes I think ever for a president: "A house yep. divided itself against itself cannot stand." What yep. do you think, Josh? Look at us today. <laughs> That's all I can say. More on that divided. later. Yeah, more yeah. more more on that later. So his speech mm-hmm. was obviously talking about slavery, right? Yeah. Um, he was one of the greatest men that I think has mm-hmm. ever been in the public eye. Yes. He's up there with George Washington. He's up there with like the legends. Like mm-hmm. he truly is. And I understand, like, because that's what history remembers. And that's yeah. we I mean everyone knows we revere him because mm-hmm. of all that he did. Because he just mm-hmm. appreciates humanity to the core, mm-hmm. trying to get rid of, you know, the civil war and you know all the stuff for the emancipating the you know slaves mm-hmm. african americans at the time like he's he just knew the the value of the human life yes and he got it to a t mm-hmm. um to give a little historical context he previously 
was particularly disturbed by the Dred Scott case and the decision uh, based on that case. And the quote, a house divided, he's actually paraphrasing Jesus in mm. Matthew 12, 25. Yep. Uh, he said, every kingdom, I believe, um, divided against itself is brought to, is brought to desolation. And every city or uh, every house divided against itself shall not stand. Crazy. I, um, it's it, definitely Christian elements in that uh, next speech. And so yeah. slavery will ultimately, Lincoln said, be universally accepted or it's going to be universally declined because you can't have one or the, uh, you had to have one or the other. Um, and then two and a half years later, South Carolina secedes from the union, mm -hmm. you know, Abe Lincoln Start, lost. Yeah. Abe Lincoln lost this um, uh, this Senate running uh, to Stephen Douglas, but it put him in the public eye for what would come. Yeah, exactly, and then we know the story from there, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's it's legendary. Did you know that he, that Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler? You ever, no. ever hear, hear that fact? So he was like a legendary wrestler when he was younger. When he was like a late adolescent. Huh. He's he always apparently he was like undefeated he like had like a 200 to zero like record was he ever like jacked or is he was always scrawny like he well, I mean, was like, yeah scr i mean scrawny but strong still okay yeah. sometimes the bony people are always like they can pack a really serious punch because it's not flesh that's really the packing the punch it's the bones <laughs> Well, that's that whole thing, right? That's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog. <laughs> never heard that expression? No, I've never heard that before, but I'm going to start using that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to look this up just to make sure that I was right. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I saw it on a meme, so you can never, I don't know, to trust memes or not. Well, Abraham Lincoln every, every, everything on the true. internet is true. Well, clearly. And we, yeah. Abraham Lincoln, as a 21-year-old in 1830, was the wrestling champion of his county in Illinois. At this time, while working at a store in New Salem, Illinois, Lincoln had a famous bout with Jack Armstrong, also a county wrestling champion. Yeah, so he was a wrestler. Did, you lose, so did you lose any fight? Uh, let's see. No, I don't know. I don't want to take too much time. Let's just say no. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna say he was—he was undefeated. He won the fight against slavery. He was undefeated. Got to give it to him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Awesome. All right. So mine, June sixteenth, nineteen sixty. So this is a movie kind of we discussed a little bit in the past um, when we talked about oh gosh, Vertigo. Yes, Alfred Hitch Hitchcock. Yeah, Hitchcock. Right. So Alfred Hitchcock, nineteen sixty, uh, June sixteenth, dropped Psycho. It hit theaters in New York City. Opened in New York City on this day. And of course, Psycho is, you know, cinema changing. It changed everything because mm -hmm. of the cinematography, changed everything because of the, 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 the orchestration, the music, mm -hmm. just the thrilling things. Um, it was like the first for a lot, for like thrillers, for seeing a toilet for the first time, for having a woman stabbed in a shower. The shower, the yeah. Time. yeah. Like that was having, all new. Like that's never happened an, before. An ending twist of the, I'm not going to spoil it, but the yeah, ending twist of having your, uh, even though we're going to spoil like our next big yeah, thing later, spoiler, like yeah. this this means more to us, sure. this movie. Um, but crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, and it really, it just changed everything. And Alfred Hitchcock, is, he's, he's such a legend. He did so much, so much good for, for movies and cinema mm -hmm. at the time running all these new tropes, these new ways of, 
you know, directing and yeah, you know, you get it. Did you know that he was afraid of belly buttons? Really? He had a fear of belly buttons and he actually had his surgically removed so he didn't have a belly button. That's disgusting. Isn't that weird? They could <laughs> they could do that in the in the I guess fifties so. and sixties. Wow. Yeah. Well I don't know when he died, he might have done it later in life. Hmm. He did it later in life? Might have, yeah. He was pretty old in the 60s anyway. Um, okay. Did you know, before we go into next um, stuff, that Psycho is actually remade? Yeah, with uh, Vince Vaughn, right? Yeah, he, they, apparently... It's it was a shot for shot. It was, it was in color this time. Uh, yeah, Vince Vaughn was um, Nor- Norman, Norman Bates. And um, you have Anne Heche as the victim right. at the beginning of the movie. And... It's really, really interesting and cringy at the same time that they completely failed, completely botched this opportunity, mm-hmm. and the odds were stacked against it probably from the get-go. Yeah, it was never a good idea. I don't know why they would do that, but they did. I remember as a young child, I was probably three or four. Mm-hmm. This is one of those like first memory things that I have. My parents were watching it. The remake? Yeah, the remake. And I remember being in a different room, but I was sneaking and like peeking around the corner. And I remember seeing the drain with all the blood going down the drain. Oh. That it like shoots at the very end, you know, the mm-hmm, end of that scene. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly seeing that. And then that kind of stuck with me. And I remember, I don't know if I was afraid or, <laughs> but fun facts. It's like one of the first memories that I have. We don't have to go into the whole thing about remakes, no. but apparently they're making a, they made a new one, Steven Spielberg, and everyone's just like singing his praises, even though it's a, a, a remake of West Side Story. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, it seems interesting and I love West Side Story. I grew up with that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll might change like a few things, but it just. Yeah, I could see that being okay, I think, because the, um, the original, I don't think really aged that well. Oh, I love that. I've, it like ages it? Yeah. You think so? It's a classic. See, I watched it later in life. I watched it like, I don't know, maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, I like musicals and then I don't like them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really like the, the good ones and then I just don't really appreciate anything else. What defines, <laughs> what defines the good ones? Singing in the examples. Rain. Singing in the Rain. Okay. Fiddler on the Roof. Um, you get like the Crosby ones. Okay. Really like. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's like all that I really So like. those ones have aged well. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's good. Oh, I've never seen Oklahoma. Yeah, Gordon McRae. He's one of the probably one of the greatest singers of all time. Mm-hmm. Have you heard ever heard Gordon McRae sing? No. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna change that eventually. <laughs> He's probably my favorite. Well, I like being I like, about, I like classic uh, singers. What that's about like, uh, Les Miserables. Blah, blah, blah. No, <laughs> I hate it. Okay. I, I my, to this day do not understand that. My he, one, and, and yeah, I know. I, I I know the historical context for it, but I don't have the patience for it. I I I, I appreciate the redemption at the end. Mm-hmm. I will say that. What I don't like is how every single person dies and offs themselves. Like I, this is so stupid. Like how am I supposed to appreciate this work if everyone is just like, oh, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. Like I just I really don't. <laughs> and that's the thing my wife and, and her family was like you need to watch this josh you're gonna love it you're gonna love the music you're gonna appreciate it so much and the whole time i was just like 
<laughs> I was watching it. I just did not like it. And they were so upset that I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if this is, if I'm incredibly accurate with this, but in the late 90s, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. there was a, a Les Mis, I think without music. So just the... I, acting parts i think so just not and, musical just a regular movie yes kind of yeah play maybe and i uh, it was a legit movie i don't know if it I, from i probably I, would have liked better without music <laughs> i think everyone would hate me for saying that but <laughs> I, I love liam neeson i'd be all over that yeah he's a national treasure might need to cut that all out of the hate that we'll receive knowing that i'm a lame hater i'm gonna keep it josh <laughs> get Let edgy these days entertainment where's the entertainment guys what we are going to talk about now is christopher nolan's tenant this came out watch it was filmed even more so than a year ago uh by this point but it was released just about a year ago um i saw it in theaters Mm -hmm. i did not i wish i did so what's the reason that we brought this up for today josh i saw it yesterday huh Last okay. night. And, and I really appreciate it. I want to talk about it because it is one of those films that is mind bending and it's just good to just discuss. Hash it out. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to do. So just for everyone listening, skip ahead like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so because we're, I want to, it'll be spoilers. We're going to like, I just want to like talk about the whole movie. So I'm going to break everything down and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So I'm just going to say right off the bat, I loved this movie. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. Um, I thought the acting was great. I thought the plot was just, just literally the most creative thing I have ever, could never imagine. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yep. what I love about Christopher Nolan. Is, is mm-hmm. His thing is time. He always does stuff with time. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Now, oftentimes, times, oftentimes, when you talk about time, things get really messy because it's hard for us to like fathom something that is outside of our own reality mm-hmm. this movie is like that like, needless to say this movie is ambitious very ambitious that's a good word that's a good word and i really appreciate it what type of movie is it i would say it's kind of like a i don't say bond movie it but, is very bond you know? it's, it's sci-fi action thriller bond yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you, you take the main protagonist literally his name his name is in the credits protagonist the protagonist and he Which I is think is I think is lazy, but that's an just... agent, yeah. And he is tasked to basically get something yep. and to save the world, like yeah. Um, and even the t- the name tenant, it's not tenant like a tenant in a apartment building. It's tenet, T E N E T. So it's spelled ten and then ten backwards. Andrew. Yeah. So what does tenant mean? Uh, I don't know. I actually found out beforehand. I awesome. just wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no it's idea. like it's some type of belief or principle that you hold um, held to be true mm. by most people. Um, but also in the in the movie, if you recall, I think it's also the name of the organization that the the protagonist name protagonist uh, created to you know keep the world's timeline right um, flowing correctly forward. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The pincher. And I guess that makes sense because that whole concept is just subverting expectation. And that's literally what he does to a T. 
Like every movie, that's what Christopher Nolan does. He's like, look at this. And then, oh, no, it's not what you think it is, it's this. Um, which I love, I love that. When you, you, you feel something and you think something's gonna be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he's like, nope, completely different. <laughs> <laughs> they had us in the first half, not gonna lie. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Um, so but yeah, you said it was you said it was a story of a secret agent, right? He, yeah. he he manipulates the flow of time to prevent some type of attack in the future um, that threatens to destroy the past or the present, I should say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly that. So when you think about like the bare bones plot of the story, it's really simple. It's just this guy who has a task to save the world, and he needs to go and find this device, mm-hmm. and just to stop it. And, but when you, but how he unfolds it and how we get there, yeah, this is complete bonkers, complete yeah. insanity. And Literally. they tried to explain it in multiple. There's always that one scene in really good films because I'm lukewarm about this film. I've only seen it once, and my my feelings might change. But you have in really good movies, you have at least just one scene, just one scene to explain the intricacies of the plot just for all viewers, and then the rest of the action takes. You have four or five scenes, if not more explaining the intricacies of the plot and i'm like what show not tell you know but it's telling not showing and you know it's there at the beginning of the movie where you learn inversion which means which means like moving backwards in time you see yeah you you see the effects of the event before you actually see the cause of the event Mm -hmm. which i think is awesome i think it's really really cool um and to get into the intricacies of the plot, the protagonist, yeah. he tracks down some evil arms dealer named uh, Sator, Sator, played by Gilderoy Lockhart. Um, who, <laughs> he has cancer, supposedly, and because he's mad about having cancer, he unites he these to... he, he unites these cubes known as the algorithm uh, <laughs> that's inverted. And everything is going to be destroyed according to the future. And this agency he's working for um, with the arms dealer is to, to kill the past, to prevent, I don't know if you picked up on this because I didn't, I had to look this up, to mm-hmm. prevent climate change. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that was the one thing I thought was like really How dumb. do you remember that? I don't I know. <laughs> I had to look well, that up. I, I remember being pissed about it because someone was like talking about the future and was like, yeah, so we, we did this device and whatever and they this chick decided to go back blah blah because the, the water rose and there was no yeah because the waters rose and like yeah because the, they mentioned that in the movie there's like a, this little line that, that somebody said i forget yeah it's a line it's not like something yeah. shown. i don't <laughs> yeah, i don't and then get immediately it was like climate change and i was just like oh it's one of those but um yeah i yeah i think let's see I see. I, I I get what you're saying because it is tricky. It's like it's like they're constantly trying to get you to understand, but not giving you enough time to really process it and to yeah. take in and to really understand by seeing. The whole first half, uh, hour and a half in the film, I just had my mouth dropped. I didn't know what yeah. was happening. It's like having a book thrown at you and then expecting yeah. you to know what's in the book. Yeah, fill, fill out having book, it thrown at book you. report <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not yeah. giving you any opportunity for spark notes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly except these little things every now and again. And then you get the dialogue that you can't understand. Like, <laughs> yep, because the music's too loud or whatever. That's true. It was a little bit over-processed and a little bit too high for, for my I, own. I, I wonder if that was intentional, though. I wonder if it was intentional. Because 
one point that somebody a reviewer made was like well maybe it's because they want people to watch it again and again and again to try to miss like to try to see all the stuff that they missed hmm. and i get that i get that like because if you just think of how the movies run like the beginning is kind of like the end and then the middle is like the beginning it's like it kind of goes like the pincer shape you know? the end will um, be the beginning for yeah, relationships so, so for like some. yeah so when you watch the whole movie it, you want to watch the beginning again yeah so you can understand mm -hmm. everything so i, I get that I guess speaking that. of which like end to the beginning that kind of like brings us into you know neil's character robert pattinson's character mm -hmm. Who's kind of more of like a, a side in the background type of character, but he's still very much integral to the plot. Yeah. He, he is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a guy who always knows what's happening before it does happen, which makes you think, at least I did, he he's some he's some type of double double crosser, double agent, or something like right. that. Um, but in the end of the filming, because once like the ending of the film happens, like it's I'm completely lost. I have no idea what's happening until like the very end, because like you have two teams. Well, anyway, two forces with the protagonist, red and blue colors, because when you take a look at like the machine that makes you go backwards in time, red means red, red. Yeah, the turnstile. Red means forward in time because you see the red colors inside there. And then mm. blue means uh, back uh, inverted. backwards in time, inverted, which is cool. I never picked up on that. But yeah. soldiers start the attack 10 minutes later in the future and then travel backwards. Um mm they're fighting a closed city where Sator grew up and the algorithm started, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they eventually save the day, yada, 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 uh, because Neil, Robert Pattinson, he, he takes a bullet for the protagonist. Yeah, which I did not pick up on when it happened. Mm -hmm. I did not see, I didn't really understand what was happening mm -hmm. until like later when they have that last exchange. It's like, yep, I gotta go. I have to go save you now. Which is interesting, which kind of blew my... Yeah, the whole concept of this film, all of these things happening through inversion and through just regular forward motion is mm -hmm. really... It's hard to wrap your mind around. It is hard to wrap your mind around. And a lot of these things are they're happening in the same scene. Mm -hmm. And so it's to pick up on, well, okay, but this person is moving in reverse somehow, even though it's still moving forward in time. They're going to blow up the bottom and of the building while the other half blows up the top of the building. I know, I know but that, that was pretty cool. But, but still, it's just like... It was hard. It was very hard to understand. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate what Christopher Nolan was trying to do. And I think it was an awesome concept. I just wish yeah. there was, it was a little more dumbed down for the average person to, to comprehend yep. what was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way I feel like what I want to do, and I kept saying this is I wanted to like draw out what was happening. Because in my mind, no one like, draws it out. He, he, there's like a behind the scenes thing, and then like mm -hmm. you have the people behind him. It's so memeable. They're just like, yeah. Cause I just, I just image like a, like a, a line that's moving forward but then because that's how he describes it right so because a lot of problems with the time stuff whenever movies talk about time is he's running out of paradoxes right mm -hmm. well if you go back to the past wouldn't you have already known that because you already lived through the past and so what he was saying is like the arguing for the movie was if i go back and invert myself i'm not actually going back in time i'm still moving forward in time but i'm just moving backward at that point mm. so confusing so like for yes. example if he were to go back like like he does in the film to go back a week yep he still has to wait a week you still age a week from going backwards mm -hmm. a week so it's not like you go back to when you were a week younger mm -hmm. you actually take the time to go back mm -hmm. so that was the way because then he creates a new future through that action of moving mm -hmm. 
inverting and then going forward again. Yep. And so that's how he gets out of that paradox concept. So you kind of can think of it like as like multiple universes. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I like <laughs> it. I wish it was easier to comprehend and to understand in the moment, especially. Yep. Instead of having to like read up on it. And... That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Neil's involvement is obviously the, the thing that I'm most angry about because it's convoluted. But the point is he dies by inverting himself so the protagonist could recruit him in the future for mm -hmm. Tenant. Um, but there, there are some themes that a lot of people can you know hone in on, such as finding your purpose because the protagonist had no purpose at the beginning. And then for even, because we didn't even mention the wife of Sator, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the very abnormally tall woman. Um, Six three. Yeah. She's getting out of an unhappy situation, unhappy marriage, which is something that's incredibly relatable, I'm sure, even in 2020 standards, 2021 standards, because that's when 2020 came out. Yeah. 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 It's uh, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I encourage people to check it out, to watch it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Cause it's i love movies that make you think and like make you contemplate into but this was a little far <laughs> this is a lot a lot of that <laughs> it took him five years to write the screenplay and it shows yeah i guess so but anyways i hope he keeps doing cool stuff like this i, I agree i concur it's time for the news Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson suspended from YouTube for COVID misinformation. This has been like a, that's been a big theme in these last few years, suspending yeah. people for, um, for thoughts. Just because people Whether they think, be wrong or not, I'm curious. Yeah, just because people think differently than them. It's a shame, you know, we're seeing censorship like crazy amongst big tech, you think Google, Amazon, YouTube, like all those people that are kind of developing Disney, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have this massive umbrella of companies that basically run the world, essentially. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see now that Amazon, like Jeff Bezos is making contracts with the CIA, Yep. like there's, they're so involved with government, they're so involved with legislation, they're like, they have so much power. Mm -hmm and left unchecked they can control the world yep. you know and it's, it's, it's such a shame we're seeing that we're seeing that if there's any opposition to what goes outside of this agenda of you know popular opinion of whatever it is all these things that we've been discussing then you get destroyed and that's not what america is mm -hmm. you know that's not what america is you should have you should be allowed to express your dumbass opinion <laughs> regardless <Yeah>. of us <laughs> regardless of how stupid it is yeah you we live in America where you're allowed to say whatever the heck you want and to deny that right someone just because it's against your opinion yeah. is completely messed up. You're destroying rights, you're destroying freedom mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's censorship. It's censorship. You know, you know, in, you know who, who else believes in this stuff? Communism, Hitler, Mao, all these people that try to form a better tomorrow and then end up destroying their countries. Honestly. I think what's eventually going to happen is people will reap what they sow because you've, we've had monopolies before. Of course, maybe to not to the to the power that it is today. Mm. Ultimately, I think what's going to happen is karma will will come. I don't know how that's going to play out. Yeah, and that, well, we kind of see that too. Like, 
you go so far with canceling, eventually it's gonna like loop back around. And we're kind of already seeing that. I forget what was the big hot topic recently, but. What do you mean by coming back around? So it's like the, like you go so far, like say you go so far left politically. Or so far you, right politically. Doesn't, that play, you yeah. become the other side. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. People were like, we need to help people because they need help. Mm -hmm. And now it's gone so far in that direction that they're saying that the only way to help people is to make people like to hurt people. You know what I mean? Huh. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So and that concept is completely backwards and it destroys the the initial purpose and reason, you know? Mm -hmm. I think about oh the perfect thing, the, the transgender movement, right? So we talk about human's rights. We want we want women to have equal rights and, and you know equity and all that stuff. Um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna make it so far that women become harmed because of these things. Okay. So I think about women in sports, you know, this whole thing that kind of happened where they're saying, okay. what do we do with transgender women, who men who become women? Mm -hmm. Should they compete? Mm -hmm. And people are saying yes, because we need, you know, we need equality, we need rights for them, blah, blah, blah. But equity, then women, yeah, yeah. And so biological women are saying, no, this hurts us because now I have to compete against biological males ah, mm -hmm. who are claiming to be, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. So you go so far that you start to turn against yourself and mm -hmm. your own people. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what's, what we see happening. You know, you could be go mm -hmm. going so far to a direction that you're destroying your initial cause. Mm -hmm. So I, I want women to have power and to be equal and to be whatever yeah. you know, included, which you should. And then so far to say that a transgendered woman is included in that. Mm -hmm. And therefore I'm now hurting women, like hmm. through biological women because of this inclusion. Interesting. So that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's an interesting point of view. Um, back to like Ron Johnson's case. <laughs> no, I, I, I... <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a tangent, I guess. No, that's all right. Um, back to Ron Johnson's case. So Apparently, they cite YouTube cited it as medical misinformation policies, according to Ron Johnson, because uh, we'll get more into what he actually did say. So YouTube spokesperson said they removed him for only about a week um, because he was encouraging people to use hydroxychloroquine and uh, other drugs as well to treat or prevent COVID. Um, but after this supposed press club appearance in Milwaukee, I think it was, um, he criticized both the Trump and Biden administrations for ignoring and working or ignoring slash working against research of these cheap generic drugs for early treatment of COVID. Mm. So he's kind of working, working with himself. He's not, he's criticizing both administrations too, both left and right. Um, which I think is an ultimate Chad move because in this day and age, you either have mostly people afraid to speak against the left or against the right. Um, so Let's bash everybody. <laughs> yeah, whether, whether he's right or wrong, uh, he's uh, still sticking to his guns, which I, I can, there's some respect in that. Appreciate that, that. Yeah, um, But response to the ban, what he said was big tech, just like you said before, Josh, and the mainstream media, um, they believe they know all, right? Yeah. And are smarter than those who are, uh, free thinkers. Yes. Um, <laughs> But I don't know if hydroxychloroquine or these other drugs um, are even effective because- Yeah, we're not doctors. Yeah. 
I don't devote myself to science. I never did. Um, but I do know quite a bit about psychology. I do know about the human condition. Um, and the only reason why these lobbyists and these people who are suppressing um, are because they have something uh, or many things um, to hide, you know? Yeah. Um, if, and if these people have nothing to hide, then they would just write off these people who are wrong, like Ron, Ron Johnson, if he was. And they wouldn't um, try to silence them. Yeah, um, people aren't afraid of lies. They're afraid of what they um, have to hide, you know? Uh, yeah, they're afraid if it hurts them or... Yeah, so these big people that are trying to suppress ego and hubris are acting right now. Um, and I've gotten ego and hubris have gotten ahead of every person, you know, and that's the nature of people, right? Am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Definitely, definitely. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately, like every person has ego, every person has you know, pride that is leading to sin. It is leading to um, kind of a brokenness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's pretty clear. I think when we recognize that and address that, realizing that there's more to humanity than what I think things should be, mm-hmm. and to recognize. Yeah. For the me is this freedom is everything, you know, yes. like I, sh- I should be able to do not as I please, mm-hmm. but in recognition of what's best for me and for you. Yeah. To give another e- example too, I think what's interesting, and I don't know how people in comments or you personally feel about Dr. Fauci, because um, everybody was glued to that TV in like the first months of the pandemic, of, of course, trusting in him. But now you see in every single video that he's in, he's ratioed to hell because people utterly do not trust this guy. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care what people like do feel about him, like feel about what, about what you will. But it's very interesting because if you take a look at the emails that came out recently, he's defending his position and good on him uh, that he knew only what he knew backed on the science, trust the science. And I'm sure that's maybe all that he knew. I don't know if he had some type of hidden agenda. Who cares? But suppressing people and not even letting people say the word COVID-19 back months and months ago for fear that like it's a buzzword that people will go click on and get some type of misinformation mm-hmm. is really harmful to our society. Right. Yeah, and you know we kind of talked about this a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, you just, you can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I know people, I understand misinformation, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's like a serious problem that we need to address, but there's different ways of addressing it. You know, mm-hmm. the idea is you have to educate people and inform people mm-hmm. and, and you have to help them as opposed to just, just silencing and cutting people's mics. Right. Mm-hmm. Because every lie has a bit of truth in it. Yes. And I think when we, gosh, let's see, I'm trying to hit this. I just think it, it, it is because we have these problems that like we never had before, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about like anti-vaxxers, like how they're, they're huge right now. Yeah. Um, especially with, with the COVID shot. Yeah. We are not going to meet our goals according to politicians. That's what right, we say by July 4th. Because they're fear and ignorance. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is obviously 
people are not getting vaccinated and blah, blah, and they're believing lies. But who are we? Gosh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those tricky places because you, 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 you should not cut people's microphones, mm-hmm. you know, but there has to be a better way of educating people. And, and the internet just throws such a monkey wrench into to society, into the world. You know, I think about 60 years ago, 70 years ago, before all of this stuff happened, before internet was a thing, before like people just listened to the radio or they got the news from the newspaper and that's all that they had. They didn't have like all these outlets and people like in hearing everyone's freaking opinions and everyone's studies and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They just had what was in their faces. Mm-hmm. And that was it. There's, there's no other outlets. Yeah. And so everyone believed the same thing. Everyone walks the same stuff. Everyone knew the same stuff because they were all were there. It was all, it was like the only outlet. Yeah. And now we have these branches of information, these branches, like, you know, what we talked about last time, like there's so many lies, there's so many rumors and everyone believes everything. Mm-hmm. And so we have all of these opinions, but we, we're in a, in a country where opinions are valued and we have to come to terms with that. And the problem is, is that people don't budge. People don't, everyone believes what they believe is true. And even to the point where it's proven wrong, mm-hmm. they will still believe it. And that's a problem. Now, I don't think censoring is the answer. No. Because we don't live in that world. We do live in. We that do world. live in that world. It's just, it's just not good. But we, sh- we sh- it shouldn't be that way. We should be educated. But then this is the problem, right? Because you get someone like Fauci, mm-hmm. who at one point you could trust, and another point you can't trust, and now we're hearing all this stuff that he's lying about all this stuff, and everything's being leaked, and he's political and whatever. And so I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, because who else is paying him to say whatever and? I don't know. We just live in such a weird time. We do. Would you agree? Yeah, these are historical times. Yeah. And is I this don't... making sense? Like, what is your take on all this? Like, like how do, how do we know what to believe? I don't know if I can trust him or not. I mm-hmm. I, li- I listened to his interview uh, recently, and he defended his position that you know he knew what he knew at the time uh, about not masking and then coming to masking and double that's just one example hmm. he knew what he knew at the time um it's a very difficult position because you're only seeing um what he is saying people only understand mm-hmm. pe- people only believe what you what they project out right exactly yeah. it's, it's tough man it's tough because we do we live in such a time when there's like so much information mm-hmm. that it's just so like, what do we do as humanity when the media that we're consuming is not like, I'm trying to formulate the thought here. I can't, I can't get it out. It's like we as humans. So, okay. When I have an opinion, it's because I feel as though I was well-informed enough from something mm-hmm. that I have the knowledge that I can hopefully defend my, my arguments and the way that I feel about something. Yeah. And then I have that and I stick with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So just anything, the grass is green. Why is the grass green? Because I see it, I know that the grass is green. I hear that the grass is green from other people who tell mm-hmm. me the grass is green. I read about it in books. I can learn about the color spectrum. I know that the grass is green. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden someone comes along and says, no, it's not. It's not green. It's something else. In this is there spot. any hint of doubt in your mind? Well, no. Okay. Right? Because I believe that the grass is green. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden all these people are saying, well, no, it's not. This is why. This is why I believe the grass is not green. Mm-hmm. And then they get attention, they get media, they get following, they get a whole group of people that says, no, the grass is not green. Yeah. 
And then how do I tell them and make them believe that the grass is green? That's a, that's a tough example because, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, you know, just, just seeing, but yeah, because well, it's like the world's flat, like the flat earthers, right? Like the same thing. Like we have globes, <laughs> you know, like we know that, that, that we have image of space. I can actually, I, I'm not a flat earther at all, but if I have like a, a plate or something like that, and then I pour water on it, it just stays on the plate. Boom. Flat earth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're like majors people, whatever. people will try that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that but that's what I mean, right? That's 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 a good example. That's actually a better example, right? Mm -hmm. So then, you get this group. This is that the Earth is flat. You get this group that says no, Dingus, it's round. It's it's a, it's a you know a planet, whatever. And then you get all these other people who are trying to learn. They're on the outside and trying to decide which one is true. Mm -hmm. So how do they do that? You know, like like they could look at either side, and then they just need to make their own decision, right? But now if you have so many branching paths like we do today, mm -hmm. it's so hard for everyone to be calm in mind. That's what I'm trying to say. I think what uh, we can tie this actually back to is before with uh, Abraham Lincoln and timeline, a house mm -hmm. divided itself cannot stand. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so going off of that, the last time that we had a, um, in this country, the last time that we had an internal disagreement was the civil war. Yeah, so and um that rocked the that rocked us of course to the, to the core that was the bloodiest um war that we have ever faced mm -hmm. and that type of civil war was not block by block it was there were incredible dividing lines north and south um and we obviously know what happened north one uh for various reasons mm -hmm. and a lot of it had to do with not just because of slavery. It had to do with federalization. It had to do with each state may either charting, char either charting their own path, charting their own course, or being centralized, um, essentially. But we are the most divided that we have ever been since 1865. Actually, no, even you have Reconstruction era, but I'm just saying generally around the 1860s and 70s. But this is the most divided that we have ever been. And citing the, the root causes is astronomical. Yeah. And speaking of that division, a house divided cannot stand. One side is going to prevail over the other, whether that be in war or whether that be in peaceful talks is anybody's See, game. Well, this is the thing. See, I don't think that's the case now. Mm -hmm. I believe we're kind of in this world where because of technology, now I love mm -hmm. technology. I love, I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. But I think because of that, we now no longer have a desire for peace or to fight. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So I think if, if I'm, if say we're back in time, bam, 1860s, yeah. people had technology of today's, like today's stature. Okay. I don't think there would have been fighting. I don't think people would have gone up in arms and shot up whatever, okay. because what they would have done is they would have gotten pissed off and then went to social media and, and bitched. And then all of a sudden now they, they feel fine. I did it. I don't need to fight. I don't need to go to my shed and get my gun and, and kill my neighbor because yeah. of my disagreements with them. Yeah. And so that's what I feel like today is we have so many problems and people who feel so strongly like against things or whatever mm -hmm. 
but we're all kind of in this world where we're distracted and we're consumed by our devices, by our mm-hmm. phones, by mm-hmm. our you know laptops, by the TV, by all this stuff to the point now where people will not fight because of these things. Like, like think about how far the world has gone, how, how far our government has gone, how far our rights have gone, mm-hmm. just even in the past year. Mm-hmm. And no one has done anything about it because they're all online. Yeah. You know, I feel like if, if 200 years ago, someone said, no, like, like you have to stay home. You cannot go anywhere. You have to stay home. I really doubt people would have stayed home. No. They would have band together and they would have fought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is just ridiculous or. No, I, I like the hypothetical situations. Because <laughs> um... we just, we live in such a different time. And I don't our, think and our days yeah. are taken in such a different, I mean, I don't, the, the, the human condition hasn't changed. No. It's just now the attention is, is different, right? Yes. The way that my brain is focused. So I still have the adrenaline. I still have the anger. I still have the, you know, if somebody shoots me an angry email, I still respond the way if it was like I was, I was in the world and it's being attacked by a tiger or something like I get my adrenaline and then my fight or flight or fight kicks in. Mm-hmm. But now I respond differently. I just mm-hmm. say, thank you for your concern. <laughs> love Josh, like in my email, you know what I mean? As opposed to like killing the tiger that's fighting me. Yeah. So we've been like, what's the word? We've been cut. We've been lessened. We've been trenchant. I don't know. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I do. A dumb point or what's the solution? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. A, phys- a physical solution get out of the united states get out of the united states break your phones you don't need them where would we go to josh that's the thing i don't know we'd have to go to the places that either are i think anywhere if, safe you know, we'll go to montana we'll, we'll, we'll all go to montana we'll go to montana we'll start our own we'll secede <laughs> Not actually YouTube, please. <laughs> no, no, we won't. No, no. This is this is called creative banter. Is that what it's called? I don't know. We'll we'll do a Montana ASMR. <laughs> we'll get some horses. We'll get them in on the microphone and some some donkeys too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think the solution is people need to be in person. They need to love each other. They need to talk. And if you can't talk and the world is ending, then you can respond with war. You know, respond with war. Yeah, if there's no other answer, and we know that lives will end. Uh huh. The concept of just war, right? Yeah. It's like Hitler. Like you had to go fight Hitler because of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to stop him physically because if 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 speaking doesn't work, if you know peace agreements don't work, if whatever, like you just you just gotta fight him. Mm-hmm. to save lives like if it's worth it mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's that's it but i don't think we would fight yeah we're not, not in the position at least yet yeah i don't think so i don't think so it's got to get really bad before people yeah yeah because it's views it's, it's views as viewed as extremists right like you think about the capital capital yeah, right? yeah. like those people were like far gone Mm-hmm. To the point where they banded and did, did something like that. Sure. The average person will not do that mm-hmm. because of what they believe and how they feel about the world. And 
like I'm going to just complain on social media. I'm not going to, you know, paint myself and <laughs> try to attack a, a building. Like, yeah, there's no way, you know, but yeah. That's a really good example. Yeah. That it's a small minority. Yeah, it is. But slavery back in the 1800s was not. And people were willing to fight each other. Hmm. Well, they were willing to kill their brother over this reality. Yes. You know, which is crazy to think about. That but we were, but we, were, we were evolving from that type of economy. Yeah, from, you know, the Revolutionary War. We're just less than 100 years before that. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Revolutionary War and then onwards leading up to the Civil War is that slavery, it was pushed under the rug for years and years and years. Yeah, it was. Um, until finally, you know, under uh, all the states that were coming in, whether they were going to be a free or a slave state, and then they would, you know, either make it a slave state and then make another territory free. Mm. And then that makes another state yeah, as well. Back and forth fighting. Un until it finally, and people predicted this mm. years and years beforehand until, that's why you have uh, Abraham Lincoln being one of the greatest presidents of all time. And then the president before him, Buchanan, he's one of the worst presidents because worst. he's leading. And then the president after that, Andrew Johnson, one of the, the first president to be impeached is because he let all of these inequities continue on in the south which i think was so of course awful mm. but we didn't have that i don't know yeah but i feel like, like slavery is such a good example of all the stuff that we're talking about you know where it is clearly wrong like clearly wrong like there's no way to make it right there's no way to make it right mm -hmm. but how do you get somebody to believe you when you tell them if they're like no slavery is right you can't just like, tell them. You can't just tell you them. Can't, you can't just go face to face with them and say, listen, like people have worth and they have value and you can't subject somebody to, to the actions that you're doing. Well, I don't believe that. It, it's, all it, of a sudden, bam, that's it. You know, like, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's funny. Remember the argument that like, whenever you like you punched a kid in like preschool or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. remember those days? And then, so how would you feel if like, if someone like did that to you and then like, oh, I'm sorry, whatever. People wouldn't listen to that argument nowadays, but the principle applies and you have to be more articulate now. Yeah. Well, the golden rule, right? Yeah. I mean, it's everything, but people don't care. That's the thing. Like, like I was saying before, there's no compassion. You know, everyone wants their own way and everyone mm -hmm. thinks, thinks that they're own, their own God and I will make my own morality. I'll make my own truth. I'll make mm -hmm. my own beliefs. Like nothing matters except my experience. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, that, gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. In, in middle school, I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about everybody in middle school? <laughs> no, but I, I ran that place because I had no empathy. Yeah. And oh, hey, that's something. Yeah. And of course, I grew out of that. But now, now that we're talking about like people are stubborn and have hubris and have like all this lack of empathy for like other people of different mm -hmm. perspectives, they're running the, the, a lot of things. Yeah, they are. So yeah. the whole con, like the, the concept of you do you, like relativism is the, the, the beginning of the end. As soon as that kind of became popular to say, I don't, hey, it's your opinion. It's your thought. It's your belief. It's yes. your truth. Mm -hmm. As soon as we have that, we have the end of everything that we know. And everything objective, yes. I, everything I, yeah. objective, yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Well, even sub, well, even subjective, because then it doesn't matter, because okay. there is no truth. Because like, who cares? And then, yeah. then, then you get apathy. Mm. And then, as soon as you get apathy, 
you have what we have today, which no one gives a grip about anything. Every single day there's a shooting and no one gives a crap, yeah. you know? And it's a shame because of this world that we live in. Well, you do you, it's fine, I don't care. I don't need to invest my, I don't need to subject my opinions upon you. I don't need to make you believe in truth. I don't make, you know, you do whatever the heck you want to do. And then we wonder why everyone's falling apart. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Another good discussion, Joe. Very fruitful. So what's, what's the, what's the, uh, how do we end censorship, Joe? <laughs> give me the, give me the answer in like four words or less. How do this, we fix the world? This phone. Goodbye. Now. Mm. Love it. Goodbye I, is one, is one I, word. Yeah. I'm such a big belief in, believer in we need to just destroy our phones. I think they, they cause so much problems. And I mean, there's a lot of good too. Because obviously communication is important, but the stuff that I can do on here, I can literally destroy the world with this. If I wanted to, my own world, my experiences, I can destroy it. Like, it's Joe. <laughs> I can destroy my marriage. I can destroy my humanity. I can destroy my friends, my family, yep. all of this. And if I didn't have it, I would have to use my words, which is much harder to do. Good point. My actions. Of course, that might not be the only solution, but if you guys no, have a solution, please leave it in the comments. Um, so what we want you guys all to do right now, like the video, subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, follow us on Instagram at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Check us out on other mediums such as Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music. Check us out. There is a link in our bio on Instagram of all the other mediums that we have, including we have a new announcement already said on instagram but what we want you guys all to do right now is check us out on apple music mm. so we are expanding people we told you that it would happen and it has check us out also on patreon for only three bucks a month to see exclusive content we would love you guys to check this that all that stuff out yeah, because we, appreciate it. we enjoy putting it on there and putting extra content and just being here and talking with each other me and josh and including guests and in when we can um yeah, and then leave comments, leave questions. Keep. Mm -hmm. I want discussion in the in these comments. I want like, if you disagree with me, if you think I'm an idiot for saying all the things that I said, tell me. Let me know. I would yeah. love to, to keep this going. So that's how we change humanity is by mm -hmm. discussion, thoughtful, compassionate words. Mm -hmm. It's all about it. If you have questions, you're feeling grounded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but exactly. what we want you guys also to do. Speaking of feeling grounded. We want to reveal to you guys our new logo. You've probably already seen it as well. Our One of our college friends, uh, Zach, uh, he will put it uh, in the comments as well in the description of his, uh, his business, but check him out. Um, he's an old college friend of ours and he's we've worked with him on multiple occasions. But yeah, he was able to do that for us. So thank you, shout out Zach. We can't wait to have you on the show. Did you um did you update the pictures yet? Or not yet? Oh, it's all on there by nice. this point in time that this episode is out. Very cool. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs>